previously on Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives. On that first sheet is a name that you recognize. <gasps> who is it? Who is it? Kaylin Cullen. Fuck off! Oh my god, Nathan fucking Filligan. Said he was a bounty hunter of some kind. You're a hell of a hard man to find. To be honest, my trailer gun completely cold till you started up your little explorers club. Now I'm just amazed that after all these years, you're still looking for that stupid place. Your sister has been dying to see you. You see the figure of a person with very familiar frosted tips. I read a very interesting uh, little excerpt the other day from a new book that I found about like spiritualism and stuff, which I'm not, is a weird thing for me to be reading about. But anyway, I was talking about Gandhi and his like sort of whole deal and how he would, you know, go around barefoot all the time uh, to his various teachings and whatnot. Um, so his, and uh, he fasted a lot, so he wasn't all that healthy and, and uh, like made his own, you know, rough spot clothes and all that because mm -hmm. he was very down to earth and whatnot. Um, and it's just interesting looking at it in all this, in this context, this higher thing. Um, and when you look at it all together, he's really, you know, despite all of his mystical properties, he's just a super calloused, fragile mystic hexed with halitosis. So that was our podcast. Um, thank Anyone you for else listening. almost fall asleep and miss the punchline? Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I have heard doing... that before, I so I just started shaking my head at Kyle halfway I, through I that. I have no clue where it was going, but so, I, it did occur to me that Kyle has a great NPR voice. He does. Yeah. Um, well. Anyways, we've been canceled. The podcast is canceled Bye, because Kyle. of Kyle. Glad I could help. Hey, hey, so... hey, hey, hey. I thought it was funny. Kyle, can you please publish your P.O. box address so people know where to send it? You also thought Ant-Man was funny, box, so right? I don't believe in Ant-Man is not anymore. a very good film. Ant-Man's a wonderful movie. That's I, all right. You know, I watched the second one as an update to our previous yeah. Marvel conversation, and uh, it was fine. It, it, was, it fun. was a movie. It was just there. I will say, Ant-Man 1 is a lot of fun. I loved it. Ant-Man 2 is a necessary evil to get to Infinity War. Agreed. I like where it. it ended. That's it. I've not seen either of them, so. What the fuck? I, I haven't, I, oh, I've only seen like bits and pieces of Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's, I've it's seen fun. the after credit scene. I think that's it. Because uh, I didn't like the first one very much. That's like saying I didn't like, uh, fuck, Terminator, so I didn't watch Terminator 2. Here's the thing. Arguably the best one. Here's the thing. We started out friends. It was cool, but it was all pretending. I've only seen Terminator Salvation. That's like saying, that's like saying I didn't no. like the Star Wars prequels, so I didn't watch the originals either. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've only, I've only seen, seen episode Star 2. Wars <laughs> uh, everybody, welcome back Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives. I can never intro this show properly. Welcome back Dungeons. I always say that. I say, so let me, let me try it again. <clears throat> Why did you clear your throat for me? <laughs> they, they won't know. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Welcome back to... Welcome back to Dungeons... <clears throat> Dragons and Dice. All right. We, um, All right. We are very excited to be back. We Where did we last leave our... Well, hold on, hold we, on. We, um... We finished the last arc. Hey, Tim. Yeah. Shut your fucking mouth for a second. No. Because as a... Tim just opened his mouth in protest. Um, 
as as you can hear from the lack of a fucking voice of reason, uh, <laughs> Erica is unfortunately not with us uh, for for the day. For the next couple weeks. For probably the next couple episodes, uh, because they got unexpectedly called into work. But the show must go on. Uh, so, Erica, you are missed. Uh, and I love you very much, and I'll see you soon. I love you too, Erica. No, Tim. But I love Erica. The 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 other side of this, you know, one side we're gonna lack a voice of reason, but on the other side we're about to do some weird shit because of that probably. So fucking strap in, oh, ladies God. and gentlemen, because it's about to get fucking weird. I took about here. like a note card's worth of notes because I know. Shit's just gonna be fucked immediately, so I'm not that concerned to be honest. Um, I'm trying to win the Oscar for best roleplay today. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna try to fucking take that from you. Wow, Deal. what a yeah, first! Yeah, I got fucking, some, I got some questions you be for fucking you. Leo DiCaprio and I'll be oh, fucking anybody else? Can I? No, I want to be Matthew McConaughey. Can I address? I'm Mark Rylance. Where did we last leave off? I'll tell you, with an amazing cliffhanger that none of us know about story-wise. Yes. Well, kind yeah. of. Well, maybe Guy's not really. not trapped inside a mirror with some sort of ancient special shield you and sword. Is that right? Everything yeah. in this campaign is ancient. That's not true. Your roleplay is ancient. Oh! That doesn't even make sense. That's, that's not even a, a thing. You... <laughs> Where did we leave off, Michael? <laughs> uh, who wants to give me a brief recap of what happened in these last Fucking 20 episodes? Kalen Cohen. The last 20 episodes. No, just... It, whatever just happened this last time. Okay, so we... We, we got some sort of odd uh, closure that was, you know, still can we left actually, a lot of loose ends, but... Can we do a recap episode? Why would you... There's, there's fucking 58 episodes of recap before this. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, not now. I mean, like, for... Let's say let's say a new listener wants to get into it, but they don't want to go all the way back to the beginning. They can fuck off. Yeah, yeah but, dude, yeah. fuck off. Go back to the beginning. There's 58 episodes. I forget sometimes what we did 58 episodes ago. Well, that's fine. They can sometimes, re-listen. That's what the episodes wanna, are there for. You know, know about what, who came in color. Like, like a, I'm not saying, like... That's what the fucking wiki is for that I started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that you and that's why, like, our our little anecdotes throughout when whenever relevant shit happens, we're okay. like, oh, yeah, that's when that is. Yeah. Because we're experiencing all this, too. Yeah, everyone's welcome to edit the, the wiki. I've, I've, I've come back to it once since then, but I've been... Fuck, prepared. listeners are welcome to edit the wiki if you would yeah. like. Oh, is this all in? Yeah, yeah dude. Wiki at us. Wiki me. Don't say... Well, don't... We gotta edit that out because you said fuck all new listeners. There's no... If they've gotten to this point, they're not new listeners. <laughs> all right. No, I, no, no. I no. I'm saying, I'm saying fuck people who, who want to listen to a story-based podcast and go... Oh, there's just too much story. It's like those articles of people going into fucking Endgame being like, well, what is going on here? I didn't watch the other 22 movies. It's like, what did you fucking expect? <laughs> this is an episodic, my guy. You don't have to listen to the first campaign, but I All expect right. you to start at episode one. Well, if you're a new listener and you somehow made your way to this episode, please go back to season two. And fuck yourself. One. No! Go oh back God. and fuck yourself. <laughs> All of our Patreon money just left. Dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jesus. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's get back into this shit. So, yes, you. the last thing that we, we figured out is that 
uh, guy has not just been missing, he has been kidnapped. Kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, or, well, can we even call it kidnapped? It seems like he's been acquired. Yeah. Um, mm. Bountied. He's, but been he's, been, he's been bounty hunted. Someone took a roll of paper towels. And and so wait, Lucas, did you just suggest that he was fucking trapped inside some sort of enchanted mirror? Or did you just... Yeah, that's what happened. That, that is what I suggest. Okay, you... When when I heard that little scene, I thought we were just seeing him sitting in the wagon. You don't know. I I took it to mean that <laughs> there was some sort of spell cast by whatever, which also tells me that Caleb Cullen is a very high level spellcaster. Is that what you got in there? Because what I thought was that guy was driving the caravan. Oh, well, that definitely. And Kalen Cullen and him were just sitting down. Really, tea. Truthfully, uh, I thought there was a level beneath that I took from it, where the caravan represented manifest destiny, and and the guy, guy was the and indigenous Kalen peoples of were, the West. Oh. I track track that. Um, I think that tracks. I don't know how to respond to that. To be perfectly honest, so why don't we continue along here? Uh, you, I mean, you don't know. You don't know. I mean, it, either interpretation is valid. It is a fantasy world, so being trapped in a mirror is not probably the weirdest thing that's happened. Uh, he could, yeah, just be in the reflection, that's and I was just trying to be mysterious. Um, in any case, you as players can't be sure, and you as characters have no fucking idea. Yeah. Except no. for the fact that you did find out that it was Kalen Cullen who took him. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is a big advantage for us. Oh, yeah. You know who it, who it was. And it was, it was probably days ago, we, we reckon, right? Uh, it might have been days ago that he was taken, taken, but... Uh, the note was... Kalen was, Kalen was, was at the gala yeah. last and night. You know what? That smug bastard, I bet he already had a guy. He I, might have, yeah, he might have taken him and kept him. And, and he here's has a shitty question. handwriting, too. He has shitty yeah, handwriting. Did Kalen never learn how to read? I was basing well, his handwriting off my own, so... Uh, oh, <laughs> Did you ever my. learn how to read? Tim, you... What? You know what, what it is? Is I never learned how to hold a pencil. Really? Yes. Actually? I don't hold a pencil right. I Did like I this? ever tell you why I no. have good handwriting? I, I hold it like this. What's wrong with that? You're supposed to hold it in, like, the crook back here. Yeah. Let me see how I hold it. I'm not sure. Our listeners are going to be like, why are they talking about handwriting? Who gives Um, a fuck? I go like this. Quick quick fun story before we actually get into the meat and potatoes of this. I have nice handwriting. I used to not have nice handwriting. Um, I was bullied in college. (laughs) I was bullied in college by a person who would always make fun of my shitty handwriting. And for fucking... Three years? No, it wasn't you. Okay. For three, it wasn't anyone here. I got worried. For three years, I would practice writing. I would practice like like actually, you know, following through with letters and calligraphy and all that shit. And then one day, that person came up to me and was like, "We, we were having a conversation in class. They were like, you know who has really great handwriting? Tim.' And I was like, "How?" Fucking dare you! How fucking dare you even bring this up, you piece of shit! What is happening? And they what? Who was it? I'm not gonna say. Pause. We'll cut this out. No, we won't cut anything else out. Nothing else in this episode is cut out. Uh, I, I decree it. So that was your that was your last moment was coming to that realization. Uh, let's hop on in. To the fantasy sphere. After this revelation, you wake the next morning to, I guess, get ready to 
figure out what you need to do. Uh, the last thing that you realized is that Guy not only went missing, has been kidnapped mm. by Kalen Cullen, uh, this man who just doesn't seem to want to leave you all alone. While you're packing to get ready, uh, what, what does everybody want to do in the morning before you leave this town? Does the, uh, hold on, I need to get my accent on. Uh, haven't you done well? Oh, haven't you done well? Uh, is there a shower in here? No. Is there a bathhouse? Sure. Alright, I'm gonna take a bath. That's your morning ablutions, you wanna go bathe? I, I need, I'm a smelly boy, I've been in a, 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 a stuffy man suit all day. Uh, I would like to take a shower, please. Yeah, I mean, you, you go to... Uh, I mean, it, it is uh, a tavern, so you probably uh, go to, like, the... Mm. There is probably a, a quote-unquote bath room. Is there soap? Uh, sure, Tim. I'll eat it. Cool. <laughs> Who else wants to do anything? Ty does. Um, I think Ty, when he wakes, it's with great disease and discomfort. Um, Syphilis. Disease. disease. <laughs> Unease and discomfort. Okay. And he's, uh, I think he's kind of replaying the events of the last few days in his mind and how everything led up to this, this catastrophic fight, which was bad for him on a number of levels. Cue a flash of the memory of Ty slamming Wolfgang's face, face into the floor. Straight into the ground. And then just punching literally so hard it breaks a magic shield around father flay and just sh completely shatters his knee and i think ty looks back and it's almost like he's having an out-of-body experience and i think he dreamed about this a lot mm. when he was sleeping that night about the look of rage that had crossed his face in these moments how it was almost like he couldn't recognize himself and i think uh he's kind of quiet and uh, a little worried and I think, you know, he sees Andy's cheerful self get up and stretch and do, you know, downward dog or whatever Andy does every morning and go take a bath like nothing's wrong. And he's like, how is that possible? So he's just packing his belongings and he's kind of keeping to himself uh, and he's not really paying much attention to the others. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if you're not paying attention, then so be it. But um, to, to an outside eye, Eerie uh, in the morning waking up is a little more reserved than usual, a little just kind of withdrawn, seems like. Um, not necessarily like to a to an aggressive extent, but something might be, you know, this has all been a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and I feel like- Probably didn't notice much because <clears throat> he doesn't know you, but if you guys were to see something, then yeah, yeah, that's what you would see. I feel like Andy comes back in from his shower and he, he reads the room a bit, and he sees Ty kind of like looking a little bit sullen, looking a little bit dis disturbed. And uh, Ty, what are you doing? Ty currently, or do you say that or are you asking? I'm observing. He's uh, he's just taking all of his belongings, his clothes, which are just various sets of the same robes that he has on. Yeah. Uh, the same little, uh, I picture him in a karate gi constantly. Oh, I know. <laughs> what, what, it's the only belt? thing I can imagine any monk wearing. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> uh, 
He's got like the little yellow tape around his side. I always kind of pictured belt. like um, he's a green belt. Yeah. <laughs> I always actually kind of pictured like the the costumes that they do for the the magicians and sorcerers in the like uh, Doctor Strange. Movies. Yeah, that oh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, kind that of what I've I've always pictured for I think, him. I think it is a monastery. Oh, like yeah. that's what that is. I I'm gonna come up from behind you, and Andy roll sneak attack damage. Eighteen to six. Five. So uh, you see me coming, unconscious. Um, and I put my hand just kind of square on your shoulder. And when you do that, he he jumps a little bit. And I'm just like <laughs> eight feet I, in whoa, the air. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. It's all right, man. I can't be surprised. I know you can't. I know. You doing all right, buddy? And he kind of locks eyes with Andy, and he's like, "How are you?" Mm. Not answering the question. Well. You have to understand, you know, I'm hot on the outside, hot on the inside. And I only say that I'm used to this. So if it ever seems weird that I'm not quite feeling about this kind of stuff, this has been my whole life. And I think Ty hears that and his eyes kind of go to somewhere else for a second. And he goes, if, if it's all right with you, and he kind of looks around and sees that everybody's still packing and we're kind of yeah. like in the midst of getting to go. And he goes, can I ask you some things later? Yeah, man. Privately? Yeah. Just know that you're not the only one that feels this way. All right? Things are going to be all right. And he gives him like a little nudge and a little wink and a smile. Off, yeah. And he grabs his uh, pack and uh, he heads downstairs. And Ty watches him go with this kind of wonder at how he can carry himself so confidently. And he uh, finishes packing up his stuff, kind of does that thing where, you know, you look around a room that you've stayed in for a certain period of time, and you know you'll probably never be back, and you're like, this is a weird feeling. And, and then, uh, as you say that, Andy kind of just remembers, oh shit, yeah, we're not going to be here again. He goes <laughs> back into the room. He takes out a little knife that he goes and he goes up to the rafter of the room. Yeah. And he just carves his initials into the rafter of the room <laughs> and just puts up, was here. He's like, taps it a couple times to go, all right, now I'm off. And then he has off. <laughs> and I, I think Ty finishes taking up his belongings and he sees uh, Otis there and he mm-hmm. sees Eerie. Well, here, here's what I was going to ask. Where has Otis been staying during True. this? Did Otis come back with them to the hotel, or are you staying? On the couch, kind of thing. Staying at the manor. I feel like mm, I probably stayed in the in the inn. I think you came back with yeah, them. Yeah, I, I left. You know, the care to uh, to the head of the purple dragons. What's it? Sir Henry? Sir yes. Henry. Um, so yeah, I think. I mean, I definitely. That was one of my other things. Is I want Otis to go check back in with him before we before we leave and just be like, hey, you got this. We're good here. But yeah, I think I'm in the end. Cool. You're there. Yeah. I mean, what what has Otis been doing? Um, he's probably pretty fucking stressed about, like, the fact that his mom did not do really anything for, for, you know, finally finding her after two decades or so, and then she just fucking disappeared and all that, so he's, he's got a lot on his mind, but also, it's great to be back with, uh, with Ty. Well, let me tell you, it's great to be back, everybody. <laughs> to, to finally see Ty and Bob Femi again, even though Bob Femi, um, yeah. Has been distant. Has been distant. <laughs> so yeah, you're you're all you're all there, kind of packing up your your stuff. Um, 
and eventually you you make your way downstairs and I think out front Baba Femi is with you she's been very quiet this whole time still um, as she is kind of want to do especially lately and especially with the the revelation that she thinks she might have had uh, about the scions sure uh, this group that you have literally just become aware of uh, at in like the last two days um, everybody goes out to the caravan starts strapping things in um, and as you are sort of prepping to go who should approach but Sir Henry Herbert Pembroke Ah. Captain of the Purple Dragons, a new steward of New Godot. Mm, mm. Um, Wonderful. Remember, beautiful, just gorgeous Sean Bean with long flowing hair. Beautiful man. Beautiful, beautiful man on a beautiful, beautiful horse. Uh, And he he comes up, he's got a couple of guards with him, not like he's coming to arrest you, it's just they're they're always around. And he's he's actually walking with, uh, with a cane. Mm-hmm. During part of his recovery, yeah. uh, but it's like a really nice one, mm. um, which is more is for flavor just, than anything. This is still just one day after the. the this is yeah. This is the morning, morning after okay, so because you spent that entire night looking for Kaylin Cullen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or looking for evidence, and then you found it. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I think if Otis sees him walk up and uh, you know walks up, shakes his hand, and says. Sir Henry, how was your first night on, uh, on, on your new position? Well, to, be, to be perfectly honest, uh, there, there weren't much difference, but uh, I, I certainly didn't sleep quite as well, to be perfectly honest. But, uh, well, I'm sure that will come with time. Yes, uh, your lordship. Um, is there anything that it, it appears that you're all getting ready to leave uh, is there anything that the people of New Goodo can do for you before you go you ever heard of a man called what? Oh, what's his name again Kalen Kalen Cullen yeah you ever heard of that guy Kalen Cullen as a matter of fact yes he was uh, he was a guest at uh, his lordship's dinner I believe yeah they got kidnapped uh, kidnapped guy I'm sorry yeah 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 he's yes. gone man we have reason to believe that he was a bounty hunter and that he had been following us by staying a step ahead of us every step of our journey or, or something. Yeah, we thought it was just a series of uh, ridiculous coincidences, but turns out it doesn't happen like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you weren't so, there. Well, I got the rundown. All okay. right. <laughs> Otis, Otis Eerie could have said that. <laughs> Hasn't... Has Otis met Caleb? Yeah, Otis was there the first time. Yeah, Otis met him in Daggerford. And then yeah. I met him at the at the tavern in Baba Femi's. So Otis yes. very well could have said that because I know who he is. Okay, okay, okay. Caught okay. up on the other proceedings. Yeah. <laughs> I met him once. He was, <laughs> we, we were drinking buddies for like a week. Well, that is uh, troubling, to say the least. You say that this man kidnapped your associate. You mean? Yeah. Well, I, I, I will, I, I will liaise with some of uh, some of the border guards and see if we can't figure out which way he went. Yeah, it would be lovely. Right. Thanks, man. In the meantime, where are you off to? Oh, you know, another long, arduous journey to a nondescript conflict. 
I don't know what he means by that, but we're gonna go try to find Guy, I guess. We're heading north. There's a... We have a lead to a certain monastery, and I, I think we'll be pursuing that next. Hmm. Monastery? Yeah, yeah, uh, a monastery. Um, Captain. Would it be alright if I asked you to accompany me on a walk? Well, I suppose, I suppose so, but, uh, yes, yeah, yes, let's, uh, let's, uh, make our way back to the barracks, if you don't mind. I've got some information to share with all of you, actually. Uh, yeah. y you all may meet me in, in just a few minutes. Ty, you can follow me ahead. Thank you. Is there any chance that there's a chapel along the way? Uh, besides the, uh, temple to walk in, but we are short our head cleric since it turned out he was a leader of a diabolical cult, but... Yep, that would do it. Um, well, perhaps we can we can make our way there as we, as we go to the barracks. There's something I'd like to discuss with the watchful eye of someone above, if that's all right with you. I, I suppose that's fine, uh, if, if it's all right with your lordship. Of course, I'd... Yeah, your lordship. It's funny. And it, it, uh, it feels weird. I don't know. It's, it feels weird for me too. Ty turns to Otis and he's like, "Thank you. Um, I'll I'll catch up with you guys in just a few minutes, okay?" Just, you can all just, meet me at the barracks. I've got some intelligence to share with all of you. As you're leaving, you just hear Andy and Otis giggling. Lordship. <laughs> 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 okay, so we, we start walking towards the barracks, and they enter the, the temple, and I think it's as decadent as it first was. Absolutely. Gaudy and, co and covered in gold and jewels. Uh, it's a temple to the goddess of commerce. Right, so. right. I think Ty's standing there at the entrance and kind of... You know, there's there's this great poem by Philip Larkin called Church Going when it talks about finding an abandoned church and looking up at the altar from the other side and this kind of austere moment of reverence even for a non-believer. And huh. I think Ty feels something akin to that, looking at this now deserted place uh, with no nobody running it, there's no sermons, no, it serves no purpose really, but it's so beautiful and clean. And quiet, and I think for him it's like a breath of fresh air. You you go inside, and yeah, it is it is. I will say all but deserted. Oh really? Because you see a, you see a lone man in here, uh, sitting at a or, or kneeling at a pew up near the altar, just hands clasped over his head, uh, head bowed in some sort of silent prayer. Uh, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't even probably notice that you come in. But there is one there is one person in here. Is it, uh, do we know this man? Uh, roll a perception check. Okay. <laughs> Ten. Uh, from, from the, from the rear of the church, you don't, you don't recognize him, but you can see him up near the front. And I think Ty is very respectful of his prayers and doesn't want to go up and check and interrupt him or anything, but he stands there with the captain. And he's looking at this man, and every time, it seems like every time in recent memory, his connection to prayer has been tainted with some sort of fear or desire for some good to come in, into his life, which he feels like has been totally vacant. And, you know, he's a worshiper of Elmater, so he believes that suffering is the key to heaven and the true purpose of living, and only through suffering can we experience an equal amount of joy, things like that. And he's watching this man pray so fervently. 
and respectfully, and without taking his eyes off of him, he says to the captain, Sir Henry, do you think there is a purpose to pain? Uh, to be honest, I didn't expect a question like that. I thought we were going to be talking business or something. Uh, I'm sorry to surprise you. I, I've just been thinking a lot about what's happened lately to my friends and to me. And you are someone in a position that you, you fight the wrongs of the world every day as part of your job. And it just seems like it doesn't wear on you in the slightest. Well... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of the uh, some of the wear is interior, and some and he fucking references his still slightly gaping wound mm. uh, gets to bleed out onto the surface. And I don't suppose that I would last long in this life if I didn't hope that there was some purpose to it all. But I found my purpose in upholding the laws of this land. And whether or not uh, that's. Uh, a wise thing, that's anybody's guess, I suppose. And does that bring you joy or peace or satisfaction? It has brought me some degree, I suppose, knowing that I've been able to keep my countrymen safe, but be perfectly honest, finding out that the the Lord you served for the last several years was just as evil as the rest of them puts a few questions in my heart. And what would those questions be? Whether or not law is all it's cracked up to be. Mm, and I think Ty kind of nods at this and he looks up again at the altar and he says, Sometimes I wonder if law or the same by another name, God, has any sway on what happens here at all? And he kind of shakes it off. And he says, Well, though it may bleed outside sometimes, it gives me great hope to see you here, standing tall and proud and continuing the fight. <laughs> as tall as I can, I suppose. Me too. And he kind of laughs. Oh, that was cute. Uh, he says, let me tell you something, Ty. Sorry, mister in the eyes. Ty is fine, please. Ty. Though you may be small in stature, you are large in penis. <laughs> is that what you wanted, Tim? <laughs> no. No, I was going to be like, but you are large in heart. And I was like, oh... Mike, you're going to take it there. You had to do that. But I like your version better. Ty then whips out his massive schlong his and magnum his magnum dong for his monster condoms. I've got a third leg. <laughs> <laughs> My God, you're a tripod. Uh, he says, well, you may be small in stature. You've got a courage about you. And that is something I can respect. And Ty's eyes kind of widen. Courage is what I call my cock. Oh my. <laughs> is that what you want, Tim? Is that what you want? Yes, Jiggling in the corner? Is that what you want? Is, it is what is I that want. what you want? Yes, just keep going. Uh, I'm down with the homoerotic fanfic that we got for these two right now. Ty's eyes widen at hearing that from someone who just he doesn't so. say cock. <laughs> and uh, he he goes up. He says, 
thank you for, for saying that. From you, that means a lot. And he, he says, excuse me while I offer tribute. And he takes a piece of gold, and he goes up to the altar where there's mm. you know, a little bowl for donations. And he plops it in, and he turns around, and he sees the man. Yes. Does he recognize him? You do. Uh, looks like a very, very old, very haggard man. Uh, and you hear, like, from underneath, he's got this, like, long silver hair. Uh, very, very unkempt. Uh, and you just hear, like, Oh, dear walking, please. Oh, please, bless me. Bless, and you see Lord Pembroke. Lord Pembroke. Uh, oh, my God. No. And oh, no. Ty, Ty gets this curious look on his eyes, and he, go, he walks on over to him, and he says, Lord Pembroke, how, what are you doing? Well, I don't have any money. No, I'm not. I'm, it's me, Ty. Oh, yes. Keep faith entirely. Yes, you. I'm with you for payment. Ha <laughs> That's uh, half, what? Never mind. <laughs> uh, yes, sorry, sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I've been... Sorry, lost in reverie, uh, uh, praying for some sort of blessing that uh, that I might uh, succeed in my in my trading uh, business. Hopefully, with with uh, with his his new lordship, if 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 if, if uh, the god of commerce sees so sees fit to, to bless me, <laughs> Ty punches him in the face. No, <laughs> um, and he dies. No, Ty says, uh, "I'll pray for you as well, Pembroke." Tell me, will you be meeting with his lordship? I know he's about to leave soon. Oh, is he? Um, well, then I suppose I'd better... But you're friends with uh, his new lordship, yes? Uh, yes, we go way back. And you know how... What a... What a how I've, I've, how much I would love to... Um, I do indeed know. Do you think uh, you would be able to... Yes. Bless you, halfling. Bless you. Lord Pembroke. Oh, you'd be small in stature. You are large in heart. Fuck off. Is that what you want, <laughs> Yes, Tim? yes, Is it that is. what you want? And then Lord Pembroke whips out his monster <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> Um, Ty kind of locks eyes with him and has this very s- sincere moment of this kindness come over his face. And he says, I'll say the exact same about you, Pembroke. Be well, my friend, and may I see you soon. Uh, yeah, oh, well, have <laughs> you... You may want to get your stutter checked out. It wasn't there last time we talked. That's right. Yes, I've just... PTSD uh, is a serious thing. Uh, uh, don't, don't feel ashamed to reach out for help. I'm just, I've still got the shits from that filet mignon. Oh, I don't know. Jesus Christ. No. I suppose... Roll better on your constitution. Did it happen to... Did it taste gamey at all to you? Um, better that you don't know. And Ty leaves. And he, yeah, he stays there, still pl- praying for blessing. And he... Yeah, Exactly what he hoped had happened happened. Someone came in and did his job for him. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so you you leave Lord Pembroke uh, and head back to Sir Henry's side, uh, and he looks up and he says, "That's my brother, isn't it?" It absolutely is. Let's go. We don't need to talk to him. He's having a moment. So well, I won't say that Pembroke and Sons is a good shipping company, but it certainly is one. Dank. And Ty goes, it certainly is. Uh, and you you head outside. Yeah, we'll continue uh, on in the jailhouse. So you all make your way to the barracks uh, and meet in now Lord Henry Herbert Pembroke's office, I guess. Do they have offices in barracks? 
Whatever. The yeah. Lord probably does. Well, I guess corner now. Office. Like a desk in a corner. Right. Windows. You head in. Uh, this is the same place, Ty, where where you came in to uh, have that talk with him before about the gala the cult, happened. Right. Yeah, about the cult. Um, and he says, "Ah, it's 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 good to be able to make it. I've got um, I've got some, uh, I think possibly troubling news." What was that? I've spoken to a few of our guards up at the north end of the village. Yeah. And they do say that they spotted Caelan Cullen's wagon heading out that way. Yeah. Nothing suspicious, Not nothing... How long ago? Very early this morning. Now, as Mr. Cullen was on his way out, he remarked to one of our guards that uh, he was going to be heading west... Sounds vague, of course, but this side of Cormier, there is only one way to move west in any efficient manner, and that is through the Stormhorn Mountains. Mm, Stormhorn Mountains. And through the Stormhorns, there is only one safe passage. A mountain pass that winds all the way down. I will bet you anything that if that's Cale and Cullen's road... You may be able to catch him before he exits the mountain range. All right, well then, let's go. Right now. How would we do that? Must we race him? Yeah. There are very strict no-racing laws in <laughs> Cormier, <Yeah>, but... <laughs> to be perfectly honest, he wasn't moving at that quick of a pace. I don't think he suspected anyone would catch up to him. Or perhaps if they did, he wasn't worried about it. Would it behoove us to make great haste? Well, just regular haste. Well, now, we got to take this into account, though. What? He left us a note. He clearly wanted us to know at least somewhat of his intention or whereabouts, and the fact that he's not in any particular haste is uh, a bit concerning, if you ask me. It's either that, which is a great point, or that he's sure we won't find him. Mm, I don't know. Something smells fishy. Sounds like a trip to me. Be Even that. if it is a trap. Do we have any choice? Not really. If Guy's life is on the line? No. Who is he a bounty hunter for? Who is he bringing Guy to? I don't know. Directly into the hands of our enemies and we just let him go? Yeah. yeah. With all that information that Guy has. In any case, I don't know what your relationship to this man is, but if you are planning on making your way to the Abbey of Shining Hand, reaching into Mixed Bag... You will need to go west through the Stormhorns to get there, at least without wasting another month traveling around them. And time nods, right. he says. Seems that your path at least is on the same road. For now. In that case, how long does it take to reach these Stormhorn Mountains traveling by caravan? Couple days ride, follow the trade routes, to the north and then west. How long would it take by wolf? Well, that's, I suppose, a different story if you're willing to go through the forest, but to be honest, I don't recommend it. We have established trade routes with guard patrols. It's much safer to just go on the roads. What's in the forest? Well, who knows? Any manner of creatures. Ty. You're the only one who could ride one of those things by itself. I'm way too beefy. 
You're right. Uh, I could go. No, well, you can get real small, couldn't you, Yuri? Well, yeah, and I could, you know... You guys seem to have a lot going on, you know, further down the road, and you... you I've been having a great time with this, but if we're worried about some sort of danger with, with the whole Kalen thing, he... I. I want to help in any way I can, and if I can go ahead and, you know, scout it out and maybe maybe make some of a difference before you guys get up there and get hurt, then I will. I feel like if someone's going there now, they shouldn't go alone. I agree. Here's what I'm thinking. Straight up facts. <laughs> real, real talk, real quick. <laughs> All right? Is any phrase that's been invented yet? Real no, no, talk? No, no, no. So, Ty says, here's what I'm concerned about. We've seen Kalen's caravan before, and it's small and light, and it travels quickly. It's him and one, maybe two cars. Yeah. We have a much bigger caravan. Yeah. Ours might not be fast enough on its own. So. Uh, remember, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. You actually don't have that large of a caravan anymore. Oh, that's right. We ditched the rest of it. You had to d disband. You have two carts. You have a main cart and the one that you kept the wolves in. Great. That's if you would like to ditch that second one, and just let the wolves do their thing. And just let the wolves do their thing. That's well, up to you. They're adults now, save for winter. Yeah. yeah. So Ty says. I think that'd be a good choice. If uh, we ditch that cart, that's one option. We pick up our speed by a lot. The other option is this: one of us stays with the caravan, and the rest of us travel with the wolves ahead. But maybe when we're only within a day, so we can go quieter, more stealthily, without the noise of the wheels of the caravan. You hear a voice behind you say, uh, oh. yeah, about the wolves. And you see Baba Femi. Baba Femi. Uh, who has been very, very I quiet. I was just about to say, I was going to say, Boba, you've been uncharacteristically <laughs> quiet. How do you feel about all this? Uh, Baba Femi says, Ladies and gentlemen, tonight the role of Eric Lance will be played by Michael Bradley. Baba Femi says, uh, well, when I got up early today to check on them I couldn't find winter was it the nighttime zoomies again well I mean the thing is it was the morning so I don't know where oh. he could be oh, Jesus Yikes. and and the other wolves are, are really they're, they're, she's saying you can't break up a, a pack of wolves like that and I'm really kind of Worried, and I don't think that they're going to want to go anywhere until until we find him. Okay, so what are you suggesting? Our time is do? of the essence. We have to go find Winter. I know, I know, I know. So, what? You just go, and I'll find Winter, and and I'll bring everybody back, and it'll be fine. Okay? Are you sure? You're keeping all the wolves here. They're not going to go without all of them. It's true. That's mm. true. Yeah. Damn. Okay. And this is quite the inconvenient plot device to get rid of one character due to an absence. Well, in that case, Baba <laughs> Femi, is it possible for you when you find... It's better than collapsing a temple on them and <laughs> killing their character. <laughs> <laughs> Femi. For some reason, uh, for, like from another world, uh, for some Andy reason, sees. Andy just has this vision of a small gnome with flowers in his beard off somewhere doing something that we couldn't think of in the moment. <laughs> and, that, and that was never explained until 60 episodes, until later, 60 episodes later in a barely canonical Christmas episode. Aw, <laughs> oh, shout out to Corey. We miss you, buddy. I love Corey, yeah. Uh, so I think um, 
Ty's like, Baba Femi, is it possible if when you find winter, you can take the rest of the wolves on your own and meet us? Yeah, are you sure you're going to be able to handle Somewhere closer? Well, you said yourself that the wolves travel a lot faster. So I'll be able to catch up as long as, well, now I know where we're going. So hopefully... You know, I can, I can, if there's one road, it won't be, it won't be that bad, but. We'll stay on the road. And here, and Ty had taken the, the silver bird thing, right? Yes. That. So he, oh, yeah, he passes it back to Baba Femme and he says, here is your raven back. Please use it as a scout. Send us a message. Anything that you I need. know what it does. I know. Sorry. Jeez. Uh, very good impression of you. Um. <laughs> Why are you talking about it? Never mind. Um, so, uh, Ty, Ty's like, in that case, best of luck to you, Baba Femi. Yeah, well, well just listen, though. Maybe, do you want um, company? Should yeah, Eerie Femi, or Otis? That's, that's what I was going to say. Do you... Uh, I don't know where I'm going to be most helpful. You guys seem to have a lot... You know, no, no, you no. Can... You need to stay with them. I, I can do this on my own. Just well, keep the artifact safe, okay? Well, shouldn't um, maybe, you know... I mean, Otis, you, you seem to know your way. I'm around. going alone. The dog, they, they, the wolves trust me. It's fine. I agree. I think Otis should co- accompany us. He's the stealthiest of us by far. What about Eerie? Eerie should come too. What would we do without her magic? Uh, I got big arms. All right, that only does so much. All right. Can your arms change shape? I think not. Yeah, bitch. Uh, so, so <laughs> I... In any case, I wasn't even. I wasn't even gonna tell you. I was just gonna. But you. Uh, somebody has to watch the artifact. So I. I'm just gonna go, and then I'll be back. Okay. We'll keep them safe. Don't worry. Yes. Just don't. Get hurt. I mean, I know we. This place seems pretty chill now, so you should be fine here. But just, you know. All right. I could turn into a dinosaur. That's true. Fair, all right. Fair. So, all right, guys. In that case, uh, the boys and Eerie are gonna head out. What do you think? All right. I guess uh, let's uh, f- fucking go. And uh, and I think we start to head out. I think it's this kind of somber moment, right? Where we're all... Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea of separating the party is never easy for the party members. No. I mean, you you, you go outside and, you know, start kind of preparing. Baba Femi only really taking her own equipment. You know, the shit on her back. Um, and uh, going out to that sort of copse of trees where you set out... Uh, set the wolves up in their little fucking camp. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, she goes off to try to... Figure out what happened to Winter, uh, who just r- run off. Sounds like a, that sounds like a teen. What happened to Winter? Teen <laughs> romance. Yeah, it, it, does, does, right? it does, right? It does. Um, there was this cute guy at the high school who smoked cigarettes named Winter, and one time he saw a body. No, by the no, train no, no. Tracks. Winter is the cute emo girl who goes to the the, the high school. Oh, hey, yeah. hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, hey yeah. guys, uh, hey, Winter is going. Oh, somewhere. I don't, right. I don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Wait, really? None of you guys watch Game of Thrones? I watched no. like the, uh, up until like three oh, seasons ago. I watched. So I watched Game okay. of Thrones for uh, a season with a significant other. 
Um, and then I waited to watch the first episode of season two because they said they wanted to catch up because they missed one episode. They missed the finale. I watched it without them. My bad, right? I asked them, hey, when are we going to continue season two of Game of Thrones? They hit me with Tim. I'm on season three. Oh, man. Yikes. Yikes, we bikes. up quite soon afterwards. Yikes. No. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, sad stories aside, um, uh, I think as everybody's piling out, and there's, I, f- I feel like there's this cloud hanging over all of us, yeah, which is like this this kind of weight of this terror of what's coming. It's it's almost like dread, yeah, in the air, thick and goopy. You know what mm. I mean? And uh, as everyone heads out, Ty turns to the captain and he says, Captain. I hope you find purpose in law. Well, I hope there is a reason for all this pain. There is. Don't don't worry. <laughs> I think we we crossed paths for a reason, and you're the perfect man for the job to 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 keep watch over this uh, fine establishment while we're gone, and just make sure everybody is you know treated well because doesn't seem like they were before. Thank you, my lord. Yes. We're going to keep sitting around here and talking, or are we going to... No, we, gonna we should yeah, no, Let's go. Come we on. Should, let's go. Get a, get a scoot on. And we go. Uh, and we get a scoot on. You, you, you start heading to your caravan to pack up, and bef- uh, before everybody gets there, he kind of like... You, you feel you feel something on your shoulder tie mm-hmm. uh, as you see that he has... He's extended his cane to, like, stop you. While the rest of the people walk away. Ty lets them go without making a noise, then turns around and says, yes? I'm afraid I've got some more news for you. Oh my god. There is but one way to enter the mountain pass. It's a small Comerian village in the eastern foothills. And I'm afraid they may be predisposed against your group. Why is that? Why are you just telling Ty this? Well, uh, you'll you know why. Uh, you'll figure out why. Um, when you all came to this village, we had to do an extensive search into your backgrounds, and I know that you used to have an associate, a dwarf. Yes, Lando, Lando. the Orc clan from Oakshire. And this is Oakshire. It is. Oh no! Fuck. Okay. And I'm afraid to say that though they do obey the laws of Cormir, they have certain strictures of their own. Here, take this. Uh, and he hands you uh, like a sealed document. Mm-hmm. says, this is a writ of passage from the lord of, or a lord, I should say, of Cormir, a captain of the guard. They should give you no trouble, but... It would be very, very wise to try to forget the fact that you were associated with that man. Though I'm not sure that it is possible to forget such a hero, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. Yes, their their governor is... has been personally affected, we'll say, by... The terrorist attack four years ago. It would be very wise to not let him know. 
And Ty kind of feels that rage bubbling up again inside. And he, he does his best to push it down and put it in a little box. And he says, I'll see what I can do. Make no promises, but I will... And he kind of lifts his hands to the sky and he says, By Almader's blessing, I will do my best. Yes, all you need to worry about is getting into that passage and getting on with it. Understood. Thank you, Captain. May I see you again? Bombing. Yes, goodbye. Have a good one. I hope your leg feels better. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's you not my leg, one? but... Do you, do you need me to heal it again? No, you know what? Right. Uh, to be honest, I, I think... It didn't really do much the first time, so I'm just going to rest. Uh, you got nice. any snacks for the road yeah. for us? I uh, definitely do not, I'm afraid. Is there a general store? <laughs> Actually, is there? Can yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yes, you uh, may. Really quick, really quick. Um, Can I fucking level up, please? Hey, do you want to fucking spoil it? Yes. Because on your road out, Andy levels up. Jesus yeah! Christ. <laughs> okay, before that happens, let's buy some stuff. Okay. Fuck me running. You have, you have such a knack of ruining my surprises. Listen, I was thinking about it on my way over. I was listening to the episode. I'm like, I haven't leveled up. I have once. the player's handbook open in front of me. This is the one time you don't look over my screen? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, how much is a potion of healing? 50, 50 GP a for a basic oh, potion of healing. 50? 50. How many? I have six. Apparently I have two. Yeah, we so. We used them all, though, didn't we? I don't I, think no, you did. I have six. I didn't okay. use any of mine. We had all... Yeah, Wait, we didn't have our bags, though, down in the dungeon, did we? No, we didn't. Yeah, we. that's probably why. That's Yeah, that is why. Let's say that. Okay, cool. So you're stocked then. Um, Is there anything else at the general store that I could buy? Anything like specific to the area? Uh, you can get you can get some good old sweet biscuits. Yes, I do. How how much? Fucking loads up on those. How much? Uh, Honestly, for for like a dozen, it's a gold piece, which is a lot of money. For normal people. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so I spend. (laughs) Let me just do some quick. Don't be ridiculous. I'm not being ridiculous. Otis legitimately gets five. Yeah, I'm going to spend... I'm going to stock up because Andy has a sweet tooth for the sweet biscuits and I buy 12, uh, 10 dozen. I spend 10 gold pieces 10 gold for pieces. 120. Okay. Uh, it delays your trip out of town by three more days. <laughs> no, you. they have fucking plenty. Um, yeah, you buy 10 dozen good uh, sweet biscuits. Does uh, fucking... Pembroke ever actually try and find Otis before we get out of there? Uh, <laughs> okay, so here's what happens: you, you, the the cart is 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 rolling away, and out of the temple comes frantically running this hobbled hobbled man. He goes, uh, "Excuse me, I have a before you go. I have a question for you." What? What? Uh, oh! Oh, hey, bud. It's, oh yes, well, Bartholomew. Yes, uh, you uh. wouldn't happen to know um his new lordship, would you? Ah. <laughs> Yeah, funny enough, um, you're actually speaking to him. How, pl- pleasure to meet you. It's it's me. Plot twist. Da 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 da. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Um, can I help you with anything? I you, you seem a little down on your luck. I was wondering. And <coughs> time wanders out and goes, "Oh, you two met. Oh, very good. Uh, Pembroke, this is the new lord of New Goodo." <coughs> Uh, your lordship, and Ty gives a little wink, says, this is a man who's very interested in creating trading routes with you. Yeah, no, we've been acquainted, uh, before, briefly, you know, and 
uh, along our travels. Right, um, and Titan not like he you know, has no a, knowledge of it. As a lord of a of a of a sizable establishment in a in a wealthy country, I I, I do hear things. You know, I have uh, little, little, little birds that tell me things here and there, and I hear that you were stolen from. And my man, that is just. Uh, oh my word! Yes, by ruffians, oh, ruffians in the backwater. What a shame! Tragic. A fine, upstanding oh. businessman like yourself just being. Yes, taken they stole nearly ten thousand gold happen. pieces from me. What are you two deplorable? What are you Don't two worry, Andy, talking about? This, this poor man's been robbed. I and, and that just shouldn't happen in today's I'm very world. So, is there anything that I can do for you? No, and and, and, and Ty kind of like does the the hand across the throat. Well, like, why are you being so cruel to these poor people? We're not being cruel. Not, we're, 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 don't worry, I'm working up to it. Anyway. I don't know shit about this. Exactly. No, you don't. Exactly. You're no you guys are being so cruel to these poor. Is there anything that I'm I'm trying to help him, Andy? It, just yeah, don't worry. I'm the I am the any, lord of this town. Remember. Anything you need. Go sit in the caravan. Go sit in the caravan. Go to your room. Get in the car. I'm going. I'm going. And he does. <laughs> um, so as my you know new new position as the lord of this town, I will be taking uh, some leave. I'm not going to be here for a while, but I think you'll be pleased to know that I actually appointed your brother to be uh, oh, to be watching over this town while I'm away. So, oh, did you? I did. I, oh, I, my dear brother! You're, gonna, you're you're so excited, aren't you? Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. Well, yeah. if you want to, if you guys. See, you know, you seem like you have a very tight, close-knit, familial relationship, so I don't think there's any, as thieves. any issue. Uh, take him my word that if you would like to build up a, a sort of shipping uh, network for the sweet biscuits that we're that are currently in production, uh, I think you might be the, uh, just the man for it. You will have a, a nominal uh, piece of the, the coffers. From from town, just you know, enough to get you on your feet. Nothing, nothing fancy, but talk to your brother. Work it out. He'll help you. Oh, oh, I you're not sure if I don't know what to say. Cookies got to get moved somehow. Yes, yes, I suppose they do. And he's crying. He's like <laughs> sobbing. Jesus Lord. Thank you, Your Lordship. Yes, absolutely, Your Lordship. I, I, I and I, I, for this opportunity, I should, you know, though you be small in stature, God you are <laughs> large. Yeah, right, in, no, easy, easy there. Yeah, in, I know, I know where I'm large. Don't yes. Uh, <laughs> oh my. I love how Otis fucking is, nice. This newfound confidence just from owning new <laughs> He sounds like a new man. <laughs> He does, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I will go speak to my, my brother. But, uh, but yes. just remember, you know, I, I, you have my word, but he's still acting uh, chancellor, so you do answer to him. Yes, so, ab- absolutely. Yes, many good tidings upon you and your... your um, uh, rabble. <laughs> yes, deck the halls, Lord Pembroke. Yes, right. Follow along, let's go. Cookies and such. We really have to be somewhere, guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Time is of the essence. All right, goodbye. Get on, scamp. He leaves. <laughs> and I think we just collectively yeah. tie and Otis look at each other and do a big collective exhale. It's like... Ooh. You go into the caravan and Andy is just beside himself. Just like, how could you be so cruel? Oh yeah, no. So uh, while Andy, back, so I robbed about fifty. Don't, I don't care. <laughs> um, and you set off. Uh, and before you get too far, Andy, for that that act of of compassion in the face of Lord Pembroke's uh, tr- trials and tribulations. 
you gained just enough experience to level up, <laughs> level up to level six. <laughs> nice. Uh, is Otis still a level four? We didn't talk about what he did for the past three months. Otis is still whatever level we uh, had him set at. I, should, should we make an unofficial rule that whenever a character leaves a party, they cannot level up? But Not uh, it de- story story circumstances depending. Okay. Level six, baby. All right, let me what tell you what you get do? at level six uh, because I am not fucking pumped for it to be perfectly honest. Why is that? Because at level six you get a new path ability, Ooh. path of the ancestral guardian. Oh yes, what is it? It's an ability known as spirit shield. Ooh. Oh fuck what? Yes, I'm just gonna read this. Okay. Beginning at sixth level. The guardian spirits that aid you can provide supernatural protection to those you defend. (gasps) If you are raging and another creature you can see within 30 feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to reduce that damage by 2d6. Wow. Wow. That's pretty fucking good. As your reaction. So you can only do it once per round, and it's only when you're raging. But... The text of this ability means that it is theoretically limitless. Wow. Yikes. So if I'm raging and another creature takes damage as per a reaction, I can reduce the damage by, by 2d6. 2d6. 2d6, you will have to roll that 2d6. Yeah. But uh, you can redu- reduce whatever damage they take by 2d6. That's pretty fucking wild. The number of rages that you get per day goes up to four. Oh. 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 And hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. start rage four times a day. Okay. Uh, we are both going to roll a d12 plus con. Uh, uh, let me just this one. Okay. D12 plus con. Yep. What did you get total? Eight. Eight. Uh, what's your con? Fifteen. What's your plus? That's two. Plus two. Plus two. Uh, you you get I rolled higher. You get eleven new hit points. Oh, nice, yeah. baby. Wow. That would be real tasty. As if Andy was not overpowered enough. Oh God. It just comes with the territory. All barbarians are so fucking OP. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Do I get any additional? Um... You can go fuck yourself. Nice. And the answer is no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't for for like my bonuses. Do I get? Nope. No. Nothing. Nothing, nothing nope. new. Proficiency doesn't go up until like level eight or nine. Okay. Uh, but you have a plus three proficiency bonus. Make sure that's being calculated for anything you're proficient in. I believe it's already. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You yeah, did yeah. that math already. That's yep. what I thought. Cool. Um, you all. Anything else? No. That's a lot, dude. That's, That's enough. A lot. I don't get to learn spells. Hell no. <laughs> no what the fuck, barbarian? Do you think you have? You have ghosts. According to our <laughs> listeners, how would you fucking relax, Mulan? Um. So I guess we get in the caravan and we. Uh... Does my AC go up? No, it does no. not go up. <laughs> Your AC will never go up because you have a shell. It's a class feature so or a race I, feature. I guess, uh... We get in the caravan, and we go. As the wagon pulls out of New Godot, Ty sits alone at the very back, watching the township fade away. When it's just a dot on the horizon, practically imperceptible, he sits alone, jostling with the wagon, hearing only the gentle, rhythmic creak of old wheels, staring blankly ahead. Grass underfoot, chirping of birds in the air, and the rustling of leaves... 
We see a younger Ty pushing his way through the forest underbrush, the wild plants looking monstrous next to his smaller frame. He's panting, sweating, moving ever forward. Every so often he stops to catch his breath and reference a small piece of parchment which he hastily stuffs back into his pocket and redoubles his efforts. An hour passes, then two, as night begins to color the sky. Ty grows more frantic as the sun begins to set, increasing his pace even more, wiping sweat from his brow. After some time, he finds a clearing in the woods. He stops, looking up at the sky, which now is slowly revealing the stars above. Ty sees this, swears under his breath, then lurches forward in a full sprint, racing the sunset. He flies through the forest, leaping with ease over moss-covered rocks, fallen trees, and patches of mud. He runs and runs and runs and runs until, in the distance between the trees, he can see it. Barely a dot, almost entirely imperceptible, but he knows it's there. Knows it's waiting for him, and he suddenly bursts through the edge of the forest and falters as he slows himself, falling to the ground, gasping for air. He lies there, staring up at the sky as the last traces of day slip away, allowing the sweat to drip from his skin, his hair, his clothes. When he's ready, he stands up and freezes. Something is wrong. He doesn't hear anything. No birds, not even a breeze. Deafening silence. Ty starts walking toward the dot. He can first tell something is wrong about a hundred yards away. The usually closed city gates appear to have been knocked off their hinges, and the buildings that stood behind look blackened. As Ty approaches, he sees more clearly the shattered glass of windows, doors thrown off hinges and into alleys and streets, buildings missing their roofs, some buildings partially or entirely destroyed, debris strewn everywhere. Ty wanders the streets in a daze, the eerie silence broken only by the sound of rubble underfoot as he stops in front of a familiar building. He stares blankly at first, then his eyes widen as he remembers where he is. Vera's house. The roof has collapsed and the front walls entirely destroyed. Any vestige of what was once inside, the little kitchen, his homemade chairs are gone. He looks around, the grocery, the library, the town hall, a colossal wreck. Where is everybody? A gentle but definite wind pushes through the bare streets. Ty's hairs stand on end as he turns and walks in the direction of the town square as if the breeze were guiding him. He reaches the edge of the square and stumbles as his foot finds the lip of a ridge. Looking down, He sees that the square, too, is gone. Entirely gone. In its place sits a massive crater, illuminated only by the moonlight. Some sort of black, sand-like substance fills this pit. Ty slowly lowers himself in, starts to wade his way across, waist-deep in the stuff. His foot catches on something, a root. He reaches down, grabs onto something solid, and pulls up a bone. A halfling bone, bleached white in the moonlight, save for the blackened edges. Ty's mouth opens in horror as he realizes what it is he's discovered. Not a pit, a mass grave, 
filled with not sand, but ashes. He flings himself backward and scrambles out of the pit, dry heaving, tears in his eyes and a silent scream in his mouth. He looks up and sees the silhouette of the town church's steeple, oddly perfect. In fact, it looks entirely untouched. Curious and terrified, he approaches the church. It's perfect. As if it were protected by some divine force, sparing it from whatever fate had engulfed the rest of the town, except that the door is slightly ajar. Ty approaches, cautiously opens the door. It creaks loudly, startling him. He peers inside. It's so perfect. It looks almost curated. Not a single stool out of place. He walks up to the altar, seeing the statue of Ilmater alongside the various other halfling gods. The statue he helped create only a few months before. But from up close, he can see that the altar has been broken, cracked open, and the pieces meticulously replaced like a jigsaw puzzle. He carefully removes piece after piece, dreading what he may find below. And as he lifts the last section, he reveals a small indent. No, 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 two small indents. Shaped like small hand fans, almost. With a tiny, thin string or, or, or straight line coming out of the bottom. The rest of the stone beneath is entirely smooth, unaffected, intact. Ty gently touches these little divots, trying to think of what could fit inside, when he notices, out of the corner of his eye, a dark shape standing in the shadows against the wall. He freezes, jumping off the altar and raising his fists in the air, hyperventilating, ready to fight. The shape doesn't move. Ty slowly advances, not taking his eye from it. As soon as he gets closer, it comes more into focus. A tall, hooded figure in black robes, slumped backwards. With a shock, Ty notices the hilt of a sword protruding from its stomach. It appears this thing had been rammed into the wall. Ty approaches and reaches up to the hilt to pull it back, but he brushes against the arm of the figure. Something falls to the floor, making a clack as it hits the ground. Ty looks down and catches his breath. Slowly he reaches down and realizes what was around this corpse's wrist is a beaded red cord. Much like the one he wears himself. Ty, in the back of the caravan, kind of snaps out of his reverie. Uh, as he looks out the back of the caravan, New Gudo completely vanished from sight. Uh, as you've all begun moving into a slightly forested area on this trade path. And the snow is beginning to come down just a little bit harder. And we'll see you all next week. Wow. Wow. Dun, 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 dun.